Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This episode of After Work Drinks is sponsored by Banging Body, a multi-purpose, vegan-friendly, natural-based beauty brand for the face and body. Visit www.banginbody.com for more. Okay, hi guys. We're recording this at the end of the podcast, putting it up the front to say that we're going to talk about Donald Trump for about 14 minutes now. But it's funny chat and it's interesting chat and it's basically us being like, we're never going to have to talk about this orange bitch again. Yes. Um, And then it gets into bachelorette, love languages, dating in your 30s, fun stories about being a psychopath and using the secret to try and manifest a man to text you. Yes. Um, So get through this politics chat or skip ahead if you can't Or skip ahead if you've got politics fatigue. Yeah, like we have. But we talk about the fact that we have politics fatigue. (laughs) So we reckon you should just suffer through it, but we're giving you the content content warning. Yeah, content (laughs) trigger warning. (laughs) I'm like so sick of it. (laughs) Okay. 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 (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm so happy. I cried like multiple times yesterday. Did you cry? No. Not yet? You might, like, there might be something that just sets you off. Yeah. I, I, I haven't, um, I haven't, like, thought about it heaps. I'm stoked Donald Trump's not in office anymore, but I think that I have politics fatigue now. I think yes. I'm just sick of everyone talking about it all the time. Yeah. So, then, so now I have politics fatigue. So I'm like, I'm so stoked Trump's not in office, but I also just want to just not care about this anymore. Yeah, this is what I was saying to you before, where I was like, no one should care about especially like any politics but especially the politics of a country that's not even their country this much it's yeah. all just been because of trump like i'm just looking forward to going back to just not caring about what's happening in america at all we should just be indifferent to it yeah 
It's just it's just so crazy that that's one that this country that has nothing to do with us. We don't even live in it, <laughs> and we care so much about what's going on. It's and it's literally just because it's been such a shit show. And I because I didn't care about politics, American politics at all, and then obviously started caring more with all this Trump Supreme Court drama, um, abortion rights in the U.S. and all of that. Because that's all fucked. But now I think I'm just sick of it. Like when I was scrolling my newsfeed last night and every single thing was about um, <laughs> Trump, I was like, I'm stoked. And I and it's like so cute that the whole world is celebrating seeing New York and seeing LA yeah. partying. But then I was just like, can we? I'm, I've I'm had done. Enough. I've I had think, enough. I think and I'm... also, I just, um, I wish it was someone cooler than Joe Biden. <laughs> I, I think. Like if it was Bernie Sanders, I would be. Have, I would be so stoked. Yeah, but if like. Bernie Sanders just wouldn't have won. won. Mm. But yeah, I, I I know, I agree. I just, I feel like we've been, I feel like I've just been gaslighted for four years of just being like, this is insane. Does no one else see this is insane? I just don't understand that all of these things are actually happening every day, turning on the news and seeing stuff being like, I just do not understand what's going on at all. And to see some sort of just normality it feels like mm. the world's just swung back into being normal again. Mm-hmm. It's such a relief. I know. I love seeing all the memes where it was like, um, now we can just go back to normal racism. <laughs> 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 Which is so true. It's interesting because Trump has highlighted, I think, lots of actually important social issues that have been like bubbling beneath the surface. Yeah, I think that's what that's what literally was the good thing about him mm. was that he just he just was so blatant in his racism and his sexism and his like anti his pro life stuff and his anti LGBTQ stuff that it that now everyone's so mobilized in a way we wouldn't have been if we had a president who wasn't like that. I think. Yeah, and it's like now we know that so many people either actively or tacitly support that. Because it was mm. close. It shouldn't have been as close. It <laughs> yeah. was 70, still 71 million people voted for Trump. And it's like, and so many people. that's not going to just disappear. But I think everyone, like you say, is so fatigued and so over it that they just mm. don't want to engage anymore. So if Biden's in office and Kamala's in office and they're just doing kind of boring, banal things that don't make news, we can just go back to not caring, which I guess is maybe bad. That was um, one of my friend's points was literally – the thing about Trump is at least it's just in your face and you know what's going on all the time. And he just tells it like it is. So he's not trying to hide anything. Whereas politicians all the time are just sneaking bills through and trying to like, but then obviously we can't afford that. We can't afford that for another four years. Cause it's literally pulling out of the Paris agreement. The yeah. climate's fucked or like women's rights are going backwards. So backwards just in the last four years, the amount of shit he's fucked up. You can't really afford someone to be, doing that for another four years exactly and i know that i know that biden's like not the most thrilling human being on planet earth but even their environmental their climate change plan is by far the most intense in the history of america even on that alone people Mm. should be excited about it you know even it's just the little things like having someone in office that admits climate change is real it's just crazy. It's crazy how low the bar is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so really. I'm so excited for. I'm so malicious about Ivanka. Yeah, you, I love you. Um, commenting uh, on Ivanka's Instagram all the time and it getting deleted. And it's it getting so funny. deleted. Yeah, they must be working very quickly. But I don't know how. I don't know if I've just been flagged because like more heinous ones stay up for ages. 
I just wrote on her Instagram last night, pack your bags, hun, XXX, and it got deleted. But then other people had said similar things and they stayed on. But I'm just so excited by the prospect that this person who, it's just funny because she follows all the fashion circles and obviously desperately wants to be part of that world. And the fact that she's going to have to return to New York with her tail between her legs. Like, I don't even know how her and Jared Kushner will live in New York. They'll get abused literally everywhere they go. Mm. They'll have to leave. I wonder if they will leave Washington. Um, What do you think Trump's going to do now? (laughs) Okay, so I read a really good article in The New Yorker about this. And it was, I was just grinning like a Cheshire cat the whole time because they basically just said Trump is so fucked financially that above anything else, he just couldn't afford to lose this election. He's probably going to get, he can pardon himself for federal crimes, which is crazy. Why? Because he was the president. Yeah, the president can pardon people, but they're not (laughs) supposed to pardon themselves. But people have figured out that there's no technical law that you can't pardon yourself because it was just assumed that no one would. So he can pardon himself, but only for federal crimes. And he's being tried in New York for like campaign fraud, all this stuff, where he could go to jail for quite a long time, like 10 to 15 years. So people think he's going to flee the country. Apparently, the day after the 2016 election, he had his private jet ready to flee the country after losing. Really? Yeah, which is such a red hot piece of goss. Um, so people are split. People who are close to him are split between whether he'll run away and hide somewhere in some sort of tax haven to avoid going to jail, or if he's too delusional and proud that he'll stick around. I hope he starts another reality TV show. <laughs> He wants to be a media personality. Like, he wants to have his own he is network funny. or he something. He is funny. Yeah. He's, he's so funny. Hilarious. <laughs> and he's he's very charismatic. Yeah. This is the reason why when he's When he so was popular. talking about, um, in the debate with Joe Biden, he started talking about, what was he saying? He was, like, saying something about, like, football suddenly. So, like, Joe Biden was talking about, like, something really <laughs> important. And then he started talking. He was just, like, trolling him. I was like, why is this so funny? Yeah, it was like a roast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like Z-Way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I my know. God. He's just, he just never should have. It's so funny that he ran for election as a PR campaign for The Apprentice and just ended up Willing. ruining so many people's lives. Mm. Oh, and the other fantastic thing is that if he wants to pay back the $430 million he's going to owe within the next two years, he needs to sell off all of his property. But because of how badly he handled COVID, all his property is worth half of what it was last year. Oh my God, amazing. Yes, yeah, so I saw a um, meme being like, Trump got the full 2020 treatment, COVID, and then lost his job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. That's so true. Um, so everyone's saying that Melania is going to leave him now. But I listened to an interview with her assistant who did the tell-all book and recorded her and all that stuff. And she said that um, she won't. She was like, this idea that Melania hates Donald or hates that he's president or whatever is bullshit. She was like, he loves, she loves it. She really wanted him to win. But she never, why does she never hold his hand? I think she just doesn't care. I don't think she likes him I think they have like arranged marriage almost where he just needed a hot girlfriend and she just wanted a billionaire and she Mm. just wants nothing to do with him. I think she's annoyed at having to do public events because she just wants to be in 
St. Bart's holidaying. Yes. So I think she's aggravated at him when she slaps him away because she's having to do all of this stuff to <laughs> pretend that she cares about the country. I love that. Um, but yeah, this woman said that she um, – the, the interview is really interesting. Actually, people should listen to it because this woman who what's, was – uh, What's the podcast? Uh, it's a really shit podcast. It's called Femsplainers and it's these like two old Karens talking about <laughs> like <laughs> about why like turfs aren't that bad and stuff. Like the podcast sucks but it's the only podcast I found that did an interview with her with this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and the so her story is really interesting where she worked at Vogue as an editor – and she was put in charge by Anna Wintour in 2006 or whatever of making Melania chic. And they, she implied but didn't say outright that she thinks Donald Trump paid Anna Wintour to give her like a Vogue makeover. And so she put her team on introducing her to the designers, sitting front row at Fashion Week, getting a new wardrobe, getting a new stylist, being seen at the right places, like learning how to act more normal. Um, and this woman who used to her job for years was to organize the Met Gala and she just got whipped up in this Melania frenzy and became her really good friend and then ended up being the person who they paid to organize the inauguration. Um, and now she's being like sued for, for fraud because the inauguration cost $126 million and it doesn't make any sense. Like no one knows where any of the money went and they've, Oh my God. Donald and Melania blamed it all on this woman. And she could go to jail. Dollars. It's impossible. And no one was there. But where would she, where, what would she have even done with $126 She had nothing to do dollars. with it. She was like, I literally had nothing to do with it. And then I saw the tax receipts and felt sick. And then she got fired for her misuse of campaign funds. And then now she like could be going to prison. Oh my God. Um, that's why she did this tell-all book and released all you of those You don't tapes. want to get anywhere near those people. She's just a more, and she was, cry- the podcast is funny because it's what so many people related to the Trump thing are going to be doing now where she's basically just begging for forgiveness on this podcast she's crying and she's like i just don't know why i did it i don't know why i did it i'm so sorry i'm so sorry oh my god and the best thing about this woman that encapsulates her as a person is that her mom married harry winston the diamond jeweler's Mm -hmm. son Mm -hmm. and she changed her name to winston but she was 26 years old when her mom got married to him she like wanted to have the clout oh my god so it's like it would be like if my mum married someone now and and i took the dad's (laughs) name so foul (laughs) that's so funny i know um okay amazing yeah i am very interested to see what the trump family does now but yeah stoked that he's no longer prison i just can't believe it went on for so long like that was a long bloody week of like yeah. What the fuck is going on? I was so sh- oh, yeah, I was just so shocked with how many people voted for him still, which shows like I don't know that a lot because it can't. It's I I don't I don't really like the narrative that everyone kind of jumps on that like of that all Trump supporters are fucking idiots because it's like no. seventy million people in America aren't fucking idiots. Like I know a lot of people get caught in rabbit holes and a lot of people get sucked into things and conspiracy theories and believe the stupid shit he says that the COVID's not real even though he had it but then it's also like there's other reasons that people are voting for him that I feel like we should be talking about exactly I looked up because I was (laughs) curious Donald Trump Donald Trump's achievement in 
achievements yeah. in office because I was like, no one ever gives him yeah. anything. Like, no one's yeah. ever admitted once in our circles that he's done a single good mm-hmm. thing in the history of things. He's done a lot, a for lot of stuff. Criminal yeah. justice yeah. reform, which we yeah. talk a lot about how it needs to be fixed. Um, and he, before COVID, unemployment was the lowest it had been for 50 years. Mm. And granted, Barack Obama inherited a fucking global depression, basically. But even given that, he created 7 million jobs in that time. What was the other thing? Oh, and 57% of Americans said they were financially better off under Trump than they had been under Obama. Mm. And it's like, you can sniff at that and laugh at that if you're like us drinking fucking Verve in Notting Hill and just enjoying your life, yeah. if you have a median income of $25,000 a year. Yeah, so it's, the, it's the working class people of yeah, America. They who, don't care about who he is. They yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. about whether he's sexist or says like horrible things about people. If it's, if it's the difference between them having extra money each week to pay for medication or send their fucking kids to school. Mm. And he was, and he was like, the, I feel like he was the first president in so long to actually speak to the working class people, even though he fucking Which obviously hates crazy, them. Which is crazy because he's a billionaire that lives in yeah, the yeah, tackiest yeah. thing. Yeah. But he was the first person to actually speak to them and like, they felt like they were being listened to for the first time. That's why all of those, all of the states in the middle and the bottom are red. Yeah. And it's so Which is sad because it's like rich New Yorkers and Californians are like, fuck off. Yes, there's so many of them. Yeah. But it's but this is the thing that's so insane is the Democrats are meant to be the working class. Yes. Yeah. Like they're party. Meant, yeah, they're meant to be the ones that care about everyone. And they've become the Rich. party that's aligned with upper middle class academic mm, liberals mm. who earn 150k a year and yeah which, which would be like the, it should be the opposite it's yeah so it should funny. be the other yeah. way around why is donald trump why is donald trump <laughs> trump tower appealing to the working class yeah. like you have a fucking serious problem with yeah. your optics if he's appealing but it's also like um i listened to a really good little eight minute podcast um by sam harris and he said that he's he suddenly the night before the election, realized why people vote for Trump. He'd been spent four years just not understanding and he just had a brainwave. And he said that what Trump does in how unapologetically greedy, nasty, just awfully is like he loves junk food. He loves tacky, rich things. Mm. He loves just get like doing what he wants. He wears that orange makeup, even though it's embarrassing. He's completely shameless and it's attractive to people to be able to flock to someone and just say, I just want a bit more money each week. I don't care about yeah, other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas the the left and the Democrats, their whole thing is built on shame. Like it's built around making people feel guilty. Like it's your fault that like bad things happen to women. It's your fault that like minorities are in the situation they are. It's like this framing of social issues as being like the personal responsibility of white people or men or straight people or able-bodied people it's you don't feel good being in that space you feel Mm -hmm. awful about yourself you know and and that's justified to a certain extent but on a real base level people are just going to be drawn to something where they can just say oh i just want i just want a bit more money and i want to be able to eat mcdonald's (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and i just don't yeah and the fact that he and the fact that he became a billionaire that's so attractive to people people want someone who knows what well and obviously it's all crap and he has no money he didn't pay taxes <laughs> but like at the start in 2016 people mm. were attracted to him because he was so fucking filthy rich they were like of course you're going to be able to do good things with the economy and get us more money in our pockets if we and he is you in. he is almost like what 
liberals find him unattractive because he's what an average working class person would do if they got a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They'd yeah. get a private jet, they'd eat fucking McDonald's all the time, whatever. There's this like gross, classist, elitist, new money thing that finds that tacky and yeah. therefore disgusting. Whereas if he was a little bit smarter with it and like covered it up, they wouldn't hate him as much, mm. which is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If he, that, yeah, that's the thing. If he acted less like himself, yeah. less, uh, less, uh, honest about how horrible he is yes. and less honest about his gross tacky things then everyone would like him way more and he probably would have gotten voted in again exactly and it's like unemployment crazy. is not a thing to sniff at like it, if you haven't been unemployed for long periods of time which we haven't no. you're not in a position to judge someone that makes that votes their that vote person, purely yeah. on the basis of whether or not they have a job mm. it's, it's very easy when you run in certain circles to get very holier than thou about it and be like, this is just despicable. Yeah. I just um, find it like, yeah, that's the thing. I just find it so funny that everyone was just laughing at all these people voting for Trump and being like, you're all just fucking idiots. And it's like, there's obviously, there's obviously reasons. Why don't, why are we still not listening to other people? <laughs> yeah. This is what's so funny. I wrote a story about this this week about, um, discourse because I think after Trump got elected the first time we all sat around and said oh my god we're not listening we're not talking to each other we're in echo chambers we're um yeah we're just hanging out with people who think the we same, hang out with like-minded people opinions. we need to reach across the aisle and talk to other people and then Trump just made it so hard because it's like you're yep. not going to reach across the aisle and be like are you for or against putting children in cages at the Mexican border or like do you think Brett Kavanaugh should be on the Supreme Court or not mm-hmm. you know do you think, think women should be able to do what they like yeah. with their own bodies <laughs> do, you do you think, think a rapist should be president <laughs> exactly that like it became very difficult to do that but I think now that someone so extreme is out of office people should start tr- trying to move back towards realizing that political dialogue and acknowledging that the other side have good points and acknowledging that issues aren't black and white and super simple is really important mm. it's even like just then when we were talking and i just said a rapist should be president i was thinking about the sexual assault stuff because then even just then us like saying people can vote for trump and then we, like not saying people can vote for trump but saying i understand why people vote for trump mm. and then you remember that he sexually assaulted like 20 women or yeah. whatever allegedly and then um, I was thinking about our conversation with Bree Lee that we had on Saturday where she said that a lot of the time it's not even about people not believing the victims of sexual assault. It's about people not wanting to believe them because it makes them uncomfortable and makes them have to change their um, lives to cater to that, which is so true in that instance. Exactly. That's why it's so difficult because you want to be open to compromise and dialogue and negotiation, but then... When you think about it well, in reality, want, yeah, it's yeah. like you're not going to negotiate on. Yeah, you want to think a you're multiple a multiple rapist. <laughs> yeah, but even even I'm talking about how Bree Lee was saying that people. You, yeah, you could tell yeah. someone that you were sexually assaulted, and they want they act like they they act like they don't believe you, just so they don't have to change their lives, and that's like the Trump thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you you want to say, okay, let's have an open and honest conversation, but like the conversation is always going to get roadblocked by you saying but he raped a bunch of people, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah, their, yeah, their yeah, thing yeah. is always going to be, well, I just don't want to think about that. Yeah. And then your thing is, well, you have to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's just so nuts. But, um, yeah, I wonder what he'll do. Cause he's supposed to technically be president for the next three months. Oh yeah. I wonder if he'll just be a Not. little brat and throw in the towel and leave. I just can't imagine him ever... I, I'm, I'm sick of talking about it. Should we change subjects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the final time we're ever going to talk about <laughs> Donald Trump or politics. Well, yeah. 
touch wood on this fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, I would like to switch to speaking about The Bachelorette USA, which is a fucking train wreck for anyone who hasn't been keeping up to date. So we decided to jump in and watch... There was only four four episodes, right? (laughs) Four episodes before The Bachelorette Claire um, stopped the entire show because she'd met the man of her dreams on night one and just like was this puppy in love following him around for the whole four episodes. So all of the other contestants, all of the men, like staged a revolt against her because (laughs) all she could do was stare at Dale and pash Dale and like wouldn't even bother to get to know anyone else. And then um, so they basically had to cancel the whole show and made Dale... Proposed to her on episode four. Dale, this poor guy who thought he was just going to win the show, get some fame, potentially get a hot girl. By episode four, the Bachelor had decided that she's he's her husband. Yes. She's, it's actually insane. It's crazy. So it's beyond. It's something I would do if I went on the Bachelorette. I would do it for Dale. I would do it for Dale. I, for sure. I I think Dale might be in the top three most attractive men I've ever seen. He's so hot. It's outrageous he's how attractive he is. too hot, though. I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't even want to date him because he's too hot. No. Are you joking? He's inti- you would not- no, no, no. I agree. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he's intimidatingly hot. Imagine waking hot. up beside him every day. You'd just be like, I'm fucking foul. Yeah, I would, I would hate it. So it's really funny because Claire... I actually like Claire. I know. She's a little muffin, but she's... she's, she's like- <laughs> I, like, I like how she's so... Um, she's like this mumsy character, but then she yes. also is really fiery. Yes. But then she's also just, she's just such a classic. Like, So the Bachelorette from last season, I just wish you'd watched her because she was, she was the Southern Belle Hannah, the one that the had, one that had the, sex in a windmill. The one that had sex in yeah. a windmill. But she was just super, super funny and like really, really cute. Whereas Claire's just a bit jade. Yeah. Like a yeah, bit yeah. trash. Yeah. But she's very nice. She's nice. She's, she's, so she's the oldest Bachelorette in history. She's 39 and she's been on the show a bazillion, a bazillion times. times and has actually been engaged off she got engaged a bachelor in paradise the winter edition which is so chaotic and then called it off two <laughs> months later and basically what happened was she's now been brought back as the bachelorette mm-hmm. and they had to do quarantine because of covid and in quarantine the whole first episode was so boring so i was boring. like shut up we get it we get that you did covid precautions no one wants to watch like these hot bachelors getting COVID tests up their nose. I know it was really Fucking... stretching things out because they obviously had about four days worth of footage. Oh yeah, to drag true. Out. Um, but she later revealed in like the fourth episode that in the two week quarantine they gave her, which is naughty. They shouldn't have done this. The list of all the contestants and their Instagram handles. So she spent that two weeks Insta stalking everyone and became obsessed with Dale through Instagram. And then the second, she was obviously just waiting for him to come out of the limo. And that's then, so, that's so, so, so naughty. Why would she, why would they give her the I don't know why they would do that for two whole weeks while you're in quarantine. What else are you going to do except go through every single thing and make up your mind about people? Yeah. When you they shouldn't s- be able to do it off social media because social media is awful. The first time you should see them should be when they get out of the limo. Exactly. That was big mistake number one. So then by the time Dale came out of the limo... She's already in love. Goo goo eyes. Look at his fucking face. And then he walks off after like... They didn't even say anything of interest to each other. No, she was just... She was just... Head over heels. And then she was like, I just met my husband. I know. I was like, that's chaotic. That would be be me. (laughs) Keep that to yourself. And it's funny because in every other Bachelor and Bachelorette season, obviously 
they have their favourites. Obviously, they know who, who they want to pick yes. to win right at the start. But you just play the fucking game. Like, Tim Robards and Anna Heinrich. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Anna Heinrich was the fucking cutest little girl in the Angel, world. Yeah. And he wanted to marry her from day one. But he still let the game roll on. <laughs> Maddie J and Laura, Bro- like Laura, whatever her name is, were obviously, like, mm-hmm. fucking bussing before they got on the show. But yes. they still car- like carried it on. Yes. So, I was the... Yeah, they kind of had no choice. I think they were happy that this happened in the sense that it was a nice plot twist that got a lot of excitement around The Bachelor because I think this is season 18 or something. It's been on for a long time, so it was a good talking point that she just freaked out and cancelled it. I think that if they were really concerned, they would have had contracts in place to make her keep filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think that they then put so much pressure on Dale, which is – this is so crazy – Basically, there was just she would go on Claire would go on group dates and then pull Dale aside straight away and then take him into a room, take him into her room and just be patching him on the bed for an hour. And these poor six guys were just sitting there like lemons on the couch, being like, "This is embarrassing for us." I felt bad for them. There was a lot of a lot of eligible men, a lot of eligible men. Well, like two or three, two or three. (laughs) (laughs) She sent home like the like the other hottest guy on the first night. I was like, "What the fuck." That really tall um, black guy with who with the um, he had like a blue suit on and he picked her up or something. Oh yeah, he was so hot and he was really cute. I I feel bad because what's happened now is that they brought in a new bachelorette who's like heaven. I don't mean to be nasty, but all the guys would have been like yes when they saw her walk in because she's great. So the same guys that were on Claire's season have just got a new bachelorette. That's so funny come in but i feel bad because those guys that got eliminated yeah they could really get on with this girl yeah. so it seems like a little bit unfair except that crazy one called yosef i hated yosef he's so evil he's disgusting he's um, so foul he just kept bringing up the fact that he had a child i was like stop yosef yeah to try and justify his sleazy Being behavior horrible to yeah. her um anyway sorry so the guy who hosts the bachelor at Gets Claire in a room and is like, this can't continue. Chris Chris, yeah. <laughs> he has a million Instagram followers. Oh, he's been on the show since the start. Yeah, he's, he's like, like an old yeah. an old um, hag. She, <laughs> he was like, this can't continue. <laughs> Things are getting crazy. And then she was like, I just want to leave with Dale now. And then, so Chris went into Dale and said, oh, Dale and Claire bust. And then Did they? Said, yes, they bust. I think you missed that bit. And then I the show is them yeah. waking up in bed together and then the next day chris tells dale she's leaving for you but she came here for a husband so you need to decide so obviously they're putting the pressure on dale saying if we're going to cancel the whole of this season we need to have a good story from it you can't just go off and date in the real world and so he just leaves a ring on the table and goes and then dale's got his head in his hands so how long have they known each other must literally be a week yeah at this point. And they don't know anything about each other. They don't have interesting conversations. Mm. I don't know. I felt bad, but I just wasn't really buying it. And then Dale proposed. But he had a kind of like hostage gun look. to his head type look in his eyes as he did it. And now they're apparently still together and they've been posting selfies and stuff. Surely not. But I'm not buying Surely it. Surely not. Yeah, Dumois said what he was out and about with some hotties. Yeah, I was trying to look back because at the start I hadn't watched the show, so I wasn't really paying much attention to what Dumois was saying about it. What's his last name? Dale Moss. <laughs> Dale Moss. Comes up as your like top search on Instagram. <laughs> the background on my phone. Dale Moss. He's 
very good looking. I hope they're still together. I think they'll stay together a bit because it's such a good story. I'm just not fully convinced they're going to get married. But I could be wrong. People seem to be really happy for them. I'm happy for them if they're still together. But I can't imagine it. He's, I just, he's too good looking. America's just like, And also so the fact that, <laughs> that they do stuff like this. Yeah, I want to see them. I want to see them posting live stuff. So, for example, how they posted that and said it was Saturday. I'm like, I don't know if this is now. And then he's hold up a newspaper. (laughs) Hold up a fucking newspaper. And then here he's got the Joe that Joe Biden one. So this is obviously happening live, but she's not anywhere to be seen. Yeah, it's like if you're watching that, wouldn't you be watching that with Claire? And wouldn't you post you and Claire being really happy about Joe Biden winning? Mm -hmm. Where's Claire? Where's Claire? And after the engagement, they're just talking like two strangers. The engagement was quite awkward because they don't know anything about each other. They didn't do the hometown visits and all the stuff. That's so chaotic. It's so chaotic. It's official. Love wins. I love you, Dale. That's so funny. It's very relatable. I would do that. Like I would, I would do that to her. I wouldn't be able to pretend. I'd be so useless. I guess in a in a way, it's nice if you're that sure to not string along other people because that is kind of an unnatural thing to do. Um, But I don't get why you wouldn't just enjoy the process. It would be nice to do the. To do all the dates Home together and get to know everyone. Dates yeah, and... but I guess it would be impossible if all you could think about was this person. You're madly in love and you're having to like kiss other guys. Do you not think that it would have been like somewhat strategic on her part to play it a little cool and let him sweat a little bit while she was going on dates with other guys and having yeah, to get a little bit? You're confused. very good at that sort of stuff. You're very good at like um, playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so useless. But I just think if it's someone that beautiful, you'd be oh, like, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of, the of fact this that, like, 20 setup guys want where me. heaps of guys want me and they have to talk all the time. Like, Yeah, you could make oh, him fall for you like crazy. If you you did could it really right. drag it out so that he's sweating a little bit and it feels a little bit less off balance than being like, I'm cancelling the whole bachelorette for you now. Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I felt really sorry for that guy, Jason, who she took out into the wilderness and made him open up about his abusive childhood and then smash that, that rock together. And then when it finished, she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> she should have apologized to him personally. Yeah. He was like, I've never opened up to a woman like that before. Aww. And he, he'd been like crying and stuff and he's a big footballer. And then he just got nothing. And that weird one called Blake that kept like following her around and she kept saying she liked it. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Another thing that I loved this week was Camille Charrier's essay for Harper's Bazaar, which is about what falling in love feels like in your 30s. Um, because she recently got engaged. She's a, um, a writer. She hosts a podcast called Fashion No Filter. And she's a like it's really, really chic Instagram influencer. Um, but she got recently got engaged after seven years of being single. And she just basically talks about how she was single all through her 20s. And basically she was a love addict and quite tragic and got obsessed with the wrong guys and always dated the wrong people. Um, and then after... Once she was in her 30s, she met, she finally met the love of her life and she talks about how love just feels different when, when you're older and it's it's just like the cutest and thing ever. And it's easy. I loved how she said that... It's easy. In your 20s, you just go after these difficult things mm. and are just determined to make them work. And you think... And yeah, and you think that like... You're, you think that your love story is the is the guy who the unrequited love and the one yeah. who doesn't want you back and you and you have to he We're won't he won't, a bad boy yeah or he yeah. won't text you back so you pine after him for days but then she's saying with this that at age 31 she met her fiance and it was yeah just easy like right from the get-go they just liked each other it was simple it was um no bullshit and it's just the nicest story to read um and i feel like I broke up with my ex-boyfriend of five years last, coming up a year ago, actually. Mm. We're going to have to go on a celebratory, celebratory date night, yes. me and you, um, coming up a year ago, which seems crazy. That's gone it's, so... It's gone like... It's gone so, so fast, but it feels fast. like five years ago. Same, when we yeah. think about it. Yeah, we were it, different people then. We were different people and so much has happened. I've lived in three different countries since <laughs> since then. <laughs> How crazy is that? I've lived in London, New Zealand, then LA for a month. Yeah, and now nice. back in London. Yeah, as we've as we've as I've already said on the podcast, just how honestly I believe that being single at this age is the nicest, is the best time to be single because you finally know what you want, and instead of being young and in your twenties and just falling for literally, honestly, Dale. if I'm on, <laughs> Dale, but if I'm honest, honestly, with my ex boyfriend, my brain, I was twenty two or whatever when we met and my brain was like i find him good looking i like his clothes i think i like that's it I, yeah I was, like, I was like i was like his friends are cool he lo- it looks like fun that mm-hmm. was it that was that was the only thoughts that went through my brain it wasn't anything about whether we had good conversation whether we had the same values whether we had the same interests whether he made me laugh whether we would like have fun together when we're older whether he cared about the same things as me whether he was a feminist like whether he was ambitious, nothing, like none, nothing mattered to me other than like, oh, he's hot and he likes me mm. and I like him. And then now at this age, so I'm 29. It's so funny. Um, my friend Googled me the other day, like just, we were just like taking the piss out of each other. Mm. And um, someone, and the top Google search is Isabel Truman age. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's like Isabel Truman age, Isabel Truman Grazia, Isabel Truman podcast, Isabel Truman Grace O'Neill. Oh my god! What are you doing? Google searching yourself? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got age as well. Yeah, Grace Claire O'Neill. Who's that? <laughs> um. Anyway, what so a cute little influencer. What? There's a cute little influencer called Grace Claire O'Neill. Shout out to Grace. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, and then now being... So we broke up when I was 28. Mm. And I honestly believe that it's the best time to be single. Because now I go into things thinking not only am I really into this, like your heart thing, you're like butterflies and you're, mm. am I really into this person, obsessed with them and find them really physically attractive or whatever. Um, and stylish, I don't know why it's such a big thing for me. Um, and then also all of the head stuff. Mm-hmm. And then when you mix those two things together, that's when you find the best yeah. thing ever, which is what she's basically saying. And there is something so incredible about the process of... Like timing? Yeah, timing, but also like just being in an adult relationship where you just work through difficulties in an adult, mature way. It just, it like brings you closer in this way that's so much more exciting and feels so much better than that crazy reactionary 20 year old Mm. love. You just Mm -hmm. realize that that thing that you thought was love when you're young, where it's just freaking out about someone and not actually knowing anything about them. Literally like The Bachelorette with Dale. But you know, that isn't actually, that's something, what do they call it? Limerence. It's a different thing. It's like lust. Yeah. It's like a, it's lust and it's just freaking out about something. And that process of having someone who matches you intellectually and who you work through things with and build a life with is so much more fulfilling and attractive than what you think is romantic when Mm. you're in your early twenties. It's really interesting. I liked how she, um, normalized acting like a crazy bitch when you're 25 because every girl has a story like so she told this story about being kind of embarrassingly obsessed with a guy who she who she named william yeah who who she had literally met once or twice and knew through friends and would always ask about and then a friend what did what did the friend make a sticker saying like a willaholic or something yeah basically but like so yeah she'd met this guy once and they'd hung out at a party and she just the exact same thing she would have thought he was attractive she would have just thought that she would have made up this narrative about him in her head without knowing anything about him and Mm -hmm. thought he was the perfect guy for her i literally did that like last year yeah i've done that countless times about a guy and we talked about him recently remember and yeah. I'm, I'm like now dating someone who I'm like who is fucking amazing and we were talking about the guy I'm dating now versus the guy that I had this like crazy crush in my head about and you said to me who do you think you're better suited to mm. and I paused for a minute because I was like I don't know and then I was like what the fuck I've just made up this narrative about this other person in my head and that's why I think they might be the same suited to me as the person that actually is yeah because but it's not it, true if you don't know someone very well you can project every single yeah. possible thing onto them good thing onto like, them even with, um, yeah just like dale being like i'm an empath and she was like i'm an empath yeah, she freaked out <laughs> <laughs> you can just find anything like i literally with this guy that i was obsessed with last year he is a star sign i was gonna say which star sign obviously no one's even gonna do this deep dive but he was a star sign that was compatible with my star sign and i was like oh my god it's fate it's fate it's actually what do they call it confirmation bias yeah you're just looking to be confirmed and you'll find anything like um dale said something to her about oh your your mum has been in my prayers because her mum has alzheimer's and had had a fall and she was like oh my god I was like, that's just what any normal human being would say. It's a nice thing to say, but when you've got it in your brain. But I like the idea that people that we look up to... Yeah, sorry. She said, there was a time I kissed a tall and handsome stranger at a party, so they kissed. And spent the next 18 months telling everyone I subsequently encountered that I'd met my soulmate. And I really mean everyone. If you asked me how my love life was going circa 2016, you would have walked away from the conversation thinking I was completely cuckoo. I would have earnestly told you about the boy I was going to have children with. 
the same one who, yes, I had kissed just once. To this day, distant acquaintances still ask me about him. That's very, like, me. And I also love that she's admitting to it because she's a very... She's very Like, polished, chic, cool person. Mm -hmm. And to have someone admit to something so kind of embarrassing is awesome because I think that every single girl has gone through acting in a way that they look back on and they're like, why was I so fucking nuts and feel ashamed? But then if we can open up the conversation and all talk about the most humiliating things we've done for boys, we'll feel less embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what mine are. Mine, um, yes, that. So there was like they just like, yeah. I, I basically, yeah, I basically, I'm a very obsessive person, mm. which is another sign of ADHD. <laughs> Literally, yeah. the, the, yeah. the obsessive tendencies yeah. where you get so obsessed with something you can't get out of your brain, mm. and I do that with guys as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, mine would be this that thing where I would get like literally, I had a crush on that one person for an entire year, and I saw him what. Twice in the year? Yeah. Twice in a year? I fell in love with this guy that I worked with at a movie theater. Oh, this guy. Um, might be a different one to who you're thinking. We went out for like five or six weeks. I think I was 17 or 18, maybe 18. Um, he was so beautiful. He really was. He was like... Oh, that's a different one. Yeah. He was like Dale. Just didn't look like Dale, but just so pretty. Too pretty, I should have realized. Yeah. Um... And like covered in tattoos and we, it's like in my defense, he told me he like loved me and stuff, but he went to Europe and he kind of just started ghosting me before he went, but we worked together. So it was so awkward because <laughs> I would see him in the break room. We'd both be eating a Subway. Yeah, <laughs> Subway. Like, Hello. Um, and he, before he left, it was just so obvious. He just wasn't interested in me anymore and just didn't want to tell me <laughs> and um i just would like just re- refuse to get the hint and um before he went to europe on a holiday i was like what is going on and he was like come over to my house and we can talk about it i think i told you this and then i mm-hmm. got there and he'd put all my stuff in a plastic bag at the front door oh it was God. so awful but i think after that i did just a few nothing mortifying but like drunk dialing at 6 a.m yeah. Being like, I sent one message where I was like, was it all bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm so embarrassed. Or like Insta-stalking his new girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah. Just like that stuff. But I, I, I'm trying to think because I'm sure I've done more embarrassing stuff. I've got friends that have done like really funny, crazy shit. One time I, um, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the book, The Secret. Yes. I read The Secret. Yeah. And then used the powers of manifestation to try and get this boy called Sam Winiata to text me. <laughs> And he did. He did. It worked. Yeah. The secret I sat actually in bed, I sat in bed and was like, he's going to text me. 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 And then at 3 a.m. He was like, what's up? <laughs> some, some stupid bullshit like that. He was so hot. Oh he's still God. around somewhere. He's still around somewhere. My friend was in Melbourne. My friend had been dating her boss at work. Um, and then they broke up and it was, it just added to the craziness because they couldn't acknowledge their relationship to their co-workers and they'd all go out drinking and stuff so it kind of drove her more crazy because she didn't know if he just didn't want to be with her anymore if he if he was hiding his feelings or whatever and she went she went to his house at like three in the morning when she was drunk and was sitting outside and she called me and was like i'm out of town i'm out the front of his house i was like okay we need to get you in a taxi you fucking lunatic and get you home it was the rain and she was sitting outside and then she realized the next day that she'd left her umbrella no. out the front, like on the bench right outside his house. And she had this distinctive like no. thing umbrella. And she always was so scared that he would have seen it as he walked past the next day. 
Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, what else have I done? That's crazy. I mean, using the secret to get a boy to text you is kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> in bed all night using the powers of manifestation to get this boy to text me. Uh, but yeah, she's she's so cute. What does she say here? Um, after all, meeting the right person is a combination of luck and timing. It also happens throughout our lives, regardless of how old you are and regardless of what society might tell you. It can happen during pandemics, but it will also happen afterwards. People will always continue to fall in love. There isn't much you can do to make someone like you back. Do get to know yourself. Do trust yourself. The rest will follow. I think timing is such a massive one that we've been talking about recently. It's, it's literally a combination of all of these different factors of being the, the age you are, of mm. being in the right headspace, of having the interests you have now, of like prioritizing the things you prioritize now, all lining up at once to work out. Yeah, it's crazy because I think we all as well have people that were in our lives as friends or friends of friends or people that we met at some point who that's something I find funny to think about that there are other people in this world who you would who you could have easily ended up with Mm. if like a few different things just slotted into place differently like if one person hadn't had a a boyfriend or girlfriend at one one time or if you happened to bump into each other at a period where you were both single or whatever yeah like there's heaps of people that you could be with that it would work and you'd be happy and in love and yeah yeah, that's a funny thought exactly and I think we don't think about it that much because it seems less romantic to act like timing isn't such a massive factor but it's a fucking huge factor oh my god what was I about to say oh yeah but I, I do I really 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 do believe that thing that she said about it just shouldn't feel hard hard mm. and I think that's a really difficult thing to accept when you're have so convinced yourself that this thing is the right thing if like he could just see it yeah yeah yeah, yeah literally because <laughs> you think but but if you break down your thinking or if you look at it in retrospect it's so often just the fact that you've got caught up in this story like you're, you're telling yourself a, a story yeah and you're playing it on loop and you're kind of refusing to see the flaws in this person because it's just not fitting this like nice little story that you're telling yourself, but it just shouldn't feel difficult. Like, and even all of this stuff about rules of texting and should I text back and should I blah, blah, blah. And should I wait four days and who texted last? Like all of that stuff just shouldn't, it's not and it's funny because all of that stupid stuff that you learn when you're younger that you should do then really fucks with your head when you're older Mm. because I for example I'm not one to play the game like I'm not one to wait or blah 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 but Mm. then I was like with this dating situation because I haven't dated anyone in years I was like thinking I was being ghosted when I wasn't being ghosted thinking that like you just overthink everything instead of just being like hey I like you do you want to hang out you're like I don't want to say that because that comes off too keen and rah rah but it should if it's the right person then it shouldn't be you shouldn't have to do that weird yeah stuff. but it's, it's hard because in the early days. the thing that's exciting about the early days is you don't know yeah so you're always going to be second guessing it but the problem is that we just still live in this gross society where it's like men do the pursuing women women are pursued and and it's like you're, so you're constantly waiting to be fucking texted or whatever and it's just a mess which um, you, which shouldn't be the case it shouldn't be the case at all it's like insane um but yeah some of this stuff feels so inescapable it's just so funny it's like we get no matter how much we progress as a society this stuff about like dating and rules of dating is just still so i know like when we talked about um when we talked about guys paying for the first date like you you shouldn't you shouldn't want a guy you shouldn't 
we shouldn't want a guy to pay for the first date, but you still do. Yeah, even though exactly. It's... But it's difficult because it extends to everything. Like mm. most women, I think, would still prefer their partner propose to them. Yeah. Then they do the proposing or that they'd be asked out on a date or taken out somewhere nice. You know, like there's some things that feel kind of inescapable um, and it's hard to then draw a line. You know, it's like if you wouldn't, if you only want your like boyfriend to be the one that proposes, it's like hard then to draw a line being like, but he shouldn't be the only one that like asks me out or he shouldn't be the one that asks yeah, me out yeah, in the first yeah, place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. gradients of the same kind of idea. Yeah. It's like really hard to beat out of people. I also feel like it's funny now we're learning so much more about love as like even for example love languages which they actually did in the bachelorette episode mm. that a whole was so awkward where she was standing in that tower and they all took turns <laughs> the, bachelor, the bachelor is hilarious um but they did a whole thing on love languages which i think is so funny because everyone does that now with their partner but you didn't know that years ago which no which is funny how how did old relationships survive before you knew your like your your star sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, your <laughs> love languages? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's so funny because as soon as you find out your love languages, it makes so much shit fall into place yeah. in your life. Yeah. Before that, you're just floundering, not understanding why you're getting frustrated with someone or why someone cares so much about something. Mm. Yeah, I think mine because I did the I want to do the quiz. Again, because I did mine and I got, I think my, I think the love language that I give is different to what I want to receive. Mm -hmm. So I got, (laughs) I got gift giving, which makes it sound like I want gifts, but I don't. I just like, I like. No, it's the thoughtfulness. I like giving people gifts or like, or something or like thinking about people when I'll buy something for them. Mm. Um, But I like receiving words. Mm. like I couldn't kill if someone gave me a gift I just want someone to be like I love you I'm like yeah perfect yeah I'm the same I think I'm giving and receiving words mm. and it's funny I remember talking so the five love languages are it's gift it's gift giving gift giving acts of service quality time physical physical touch, touch and words of affirmation Yes, and it's really fun to talk to other people about what their love language. Because you can do are. a quiz online. You can do a quiz. Yeah, I remember doing it with Zach, and Zach's was quality time, and he always used to be on my back about doing shit like going to the climbing gym with him or yeah. doing like activities with him, and I never understood why he cared because I would never that wouldn't mean anything to me like him coming and doing something that I liked with me. Yeah, you just don't it's care. It's completely yeah. unimportant to me. I yeah, just don't yeah. give a yeah, shit at I'm all. The same. And for him, that was really, really important way of showing that I cared about him. And I'll say like, I love you, I love you all the time and be really like words driven. But for him, that doesn't He's mean anything. Even, yeah. It's just yeah. noise, you yeah. know? So you've got to kind of talk about it because otherwise it's like you're not, you're talking past each other all the time. It's really funny. But I remember talking to a girlfriend whose love language was gift receiving yeah <laughs> and she was like i couldn't care less if my boyfriend ever told me that he loved me like i don't i don't care he can not say it for a year and it wouldn't bother me whatsoever but he needs to buy me like flowers every month or something yeah that's and i was funny. like that's so funny mm. yeah i i need words but i'm the same as you I, I don't care if someone oh i think mine is words and i like i think i like acts of service like i really like it when someone cooks for me mm-hmm. or like I don't know. I think cooks for me is the yeah. only thing. I'm just obsessed <laughs> with people cooking for me. 
because <laughs> I'm too ADHD to figure it out for myself. I just starved to death. Yeah. Oh my god, we need to get our ADHD diagnoses. I know. I talked to my psych about it. Did Don't you? I tell you that? Yeah, no. I talked to my psych about it, and I was like, "Um, we did a huge episode. Our friend. So last week we talked to our friend Noelle, who wrote a piece for the Guardian about how she got diagnosed with ADHD in her thirties and how um, often the symptoms are missed in women. It's a really interesting conversation. Um, but I was talking to her about it, and she said that she would be. She was basically like, I would be really hesitant. I think because she's a psychologist. She was Mm -hmm. like, I'd be very hesitant to diagnose you with a condition and give you drugs to help it when she thinks she can kind of figure things out. But because, and she was also like, based on uh, your previous experiences and all of this stuff, she was like, it makes sense why you would be like this. But I was like, I don't mm-hmm. think so because I've been like this since I was a kid. Like, it's not a new thing. Yeah, I think yours is like much more as well. Like you say, you obviously had people telling you mm. from your childhood. I feel like for me, it's just highlighted a kind of like a, an attention problem yeah. that I just never had the vocabulary for. Yeah. Where even this week, since we started talking to Noelle, I'm like really trying to silo my time. Yeah. Where I say, okay, you need to start this by 10 and finish this by 12. Yeah. And then you get a half an yeah. hour break and then you just yeah. start this by That's 12 and finish this by thing. And I've never had processes like that. Yeah. And so I'm just like this chaotic human being yeah. who like has four things open and then another thing. And then I get distracted and spend two hours researching something that has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I'm working till 10 p.m. most nights and it's just completely avoidable like this week I was like I just can't do everything that I'm doing anymore I need to cut back and cull and like tell people I can't work for them anymore and stuff and then Zach was like why don't you just try a week where you put in rigid structures and are organized and see if it feels manageable when you stick to those and if it doesn't then you can cut back on work Mm. and I was like oh my god I know that's what I do I have to some days I can't be fucked it's like very unsexy some days I can't be fucked mm. doing it, but then other days, if I do, if I literally write down on my notes app from nine till 12, I'm working on this piece, mm-hmm. then from 12 to one, it's my lunch break where I can scroll on Instagram, make lunch, fuck around, mm-hmm. and from one to three, three to five, and usually, usually you're done by yeah. like two, if you actually work like that. Yeah, and it's, I've just noticed in every single part of my life where I'll like, be starting to watch something on my phone, and then my brain will think of, which I think is not even... ADHD disorder as much as it is just living on the internet but Mm. like I'll be distracted by something and be like I'm going to search this person that I used to know 10 years ago and then I'm going to look up this thing and I'm going to search this thing and then all of a sudden a huge amount of time has passed I'm trying to if I open something to look at watch it and then stop and then think of what I'm going to do next and just slow my brain down to like do things in a more step-by-step way (laughs) this might sound obvious to everyone (laughs) people are like yeah that's just being a person (laughs) yeah um but yeah i'm finding it's like so helpful it's being mindful literally being aware of your mind and what you're currently thinking about and what you're currently doing i feel like i waste so much time mindlessly doing shit that i don't care about yeah. doing and then feeling like I have no time. You should time. see my, so I think, I think if I do have ADHD, as we were saying to Noelle, I think I've just learned how to manage it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you should see my notes app. So I have pinned notes. Mm-hmm. One of them is to do daily. And then every single day I have um, tick boxes wow. on everything and, wow. and a time period for everything needs to be done. Then I have to do after work drinks and then I have to do freelance work mm-hmm. and it's all different lists. And then yeah. they're all um, thinged. Mine is like this mad scientist brain 
yeah, where I'll like I, sit I down to do something <laughs> and then I'll be like, wait, why don't I do this? And then I'm just, we'll spend a whole day. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny because my dad's really, really similar. Yeah. I called him afterwards and I was like, I think I figured out what's wrong with us. Yeah. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, ADHD. And he was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. You're so funny. Cause Grace will literally, we'll, we'll talk. And I'm like, let's, I'm like, you do this. I'll do that. And she's like, yep. And then honestly, about four days later, I go into our draft emails and the email is still sitting there in drafts. Yep. The other day you said to me, thinking, yeah, someone hasn't replied and it's still in our drafts. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> you haven't sent it. About what? <laughs> the, the, the. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, I literally would have got distracted. Like, sometimes I get distracted between finishing the email and pressing send. I know you do. I mean, I like see that this, all the time. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. That's yeah, why. Yeah, sound drafts. <laughs> I'm going to hit it? send on that right now. Um, I love you. It's bad. Well, me and Izzy, actually, this is like boring housekeeping for you guys that you might not care about, but we had like a really good meeting this week where yes. we sat down and talked about how our two brains work mm-hmm. and came up with working processes that will work for both of us. Suit our two yeah, brains. Yeah, and, and, and I feel so much better already. Yeah, same. Because, yeah, that's, it's, it's funny, like, running a business, mm. it's, it never, like, felt... It never officially felt like we switched to being business owners or like co-business owners. So I feel like we've been kind of like, that's the biggest thing about this podcast is like stumbling through. And, and, and being best friends at the same time. Yeah. And trying to keep a friendship alive when like, when you have to, so because our brains work so differently, like me having to say to you, the email's still in drafts. I hate having to say that, but that's how you, you need to work. So like I saw it in the draft and I was like, oh, I need to message her about that. But then I just hate messaging you to be like, hey. Yeah, because you're like, email. I don't want to be like, we're friends. Yeah. I don't want to be like nagging you about yeah. something. But otherwise I will literally just like forget. And I'm not going to be like, oh, Izzy's messaging me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, and even it's just funny, like thinking about, it's obviously a massive luxury to be able to think about making work systems mm. suit how your brain works yeah but yeah, even yeah, that yeah. process of being like okay i'm not going to try and shove myself into a box that doesn't work for yeah, me well, and always struggle for us to do yeah that. it's like okay what's realistic i just think being realistic about the things that make you get done what you just need to get yeah. done like how people just pay a thousand dollars for classes at a gym because that's just the only way it'll make them go it's like you kind of have to create situations around your life that just make you do yeah that's so true yeah because yeah i'm always like that i'm always like why do people pay for gyms when there's literal free apps on your phone or you can go for a run but it's because they just won't won't do it and i'm not doing it at the moment either so i need to pay for the gym i know i was getting like me being so so smug i was like yoga's free on youtube and it's like (laughs) the bitch that's done it six times in her whole life yeah I was getting gassed up so much last night with um, my friend. I was like, I, I was like, you know, all I can, the, uh, the furthest I can run is honestly 5k. Like you can put a gun to my head and I won't run any further because I'm just so exhausted by the end of it. And then I always was like embarrassed about that because it made me feel unfit that I couldn't run further. Even though I can do like any 45 class, I can do a hit class, I can mm. do a boxing class. I can do reformer Pilates, but with running, it's just in my brain. I'm like, I just want to fucking stop. I just hate this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then so I've been running 5K and just being like, okay, that's like good enough. Yeah. And then last night, this girl was like, I can't believe you can run 5K without yeah, stopping. And I was like, amazing. I'm a fucking, I'm an athlete. An athlete. An elite athlete. Yeah, I was like, and so I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. But yeah, um, anyway, we are on a tangent. Um, yeah, so thank you for listening. <laughs> 
Yeah, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have a funny episode coming for you on Saturday. So um, we will see you then. Yeah, see you then. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.